What if you had all the tools in your tool belt to make successful video content that can help your creator journey become the success that you know that it can be? It's no secret that short form video content has been a key part of every creator's strategy in the last two years, and it is not going anywhere anytime soon. But many creators that I speak with are wondering why their TikTok videos are always stuck around 200 to 400 views, or why their reels never seem to reach nearly the size of their audience. If you're in this boat, or you're just looking to improve your short form video performance, you'll definitely be interested in hearing about the key elements to a successful video and what we can do logistically to make them perform better. I'm Kristen Busquette and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Riley Lemon, a 26-year-old TikTok creator turned entrepreneur with over 1.5 million followers across his platforms. He got his start on Vine and then moved into YouTube and TikTok to build his digital notoriety, making people laugh. His videos have seen over 57 million likes on TikTok, and today he's sharing his exact video formula with us. What a treat, you guys. We're diving into what you, as a short form content creator need to know about creating successful video content in 2023, giving you the scoop on all things short form video. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 68 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. This episode is such a treat, and I very selfishly scheduled this recording so that I could ask all of the questions that I had personally, and I can't tell you how much I learned from Riley in this episode, so I'm really, really excited to hear what you guys think. The best compliment that you can give us if you love the episode that you listen to is a review. I don't ask for them often, but if you guys have a minute and you're a listener of Social Scoop, give us that five-star rating on Apple or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. It's truly the best compliment that you can give us. First things first this week, Instagram may be considering a paid subscription plan for your blue check verification. Now you guys know I talked about this recently that I just got this verification and I swear if they take it away because I won't pay for it, I'm going to be so upset. I feel like I've worked so hard and it finally has come to fruition and so that would really stink if you had to pay. So Many of you guys have maybe heard that Twitter did something really similar. It did not go over well. People were very, very upset about this. There were essentially a few small references in Instagram's code that shows that they may be toying with the idea of rolling out a feature where people would have to pay for their blue check verification. I know Twitter did it and I think it was like $8 a month. Everyone went bananas. (laughs) Basically right now, it is pretty much a, a rumor, I would say, at this point because it's really just kind of something that popped into the code, but we don't have screenshots of it just yet or anything like that. I'll keep you posted if we do. But what do you guys think about this? If you could get the blue check just by paying a certain amount of dollars per month, would you do it? Or do you feel like the fact that anyone could pay for it kind of makes it not that special anymore? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Also, TikTok is testing a feature that I'm very, very excited about called Refresh. So this is a new feature to refresh your FYP. This feature would essentially allow you to erase your usage data and start surfacing videos based on how you use the app 
after you press that reset button. So if you ever feel like the videos that you're being served on your FYP aren't up your alley, this will be a great feature for you. It's funny, sometimes I have conversations with people and they're like, oh, you must be on a different side of TikTok. And I'm always like, okay, but what if I wanna see what you're seeing? Like I wanna be on your side of TikTok after having these conversations. And this might be a way to get there. So if you've ever felt like this, hopefully this feature will fully come to fruition. It's gonna be a small test as of right now, but I will keep you guys posted on if it does roll out to everyone. This is pretty big news. As we have heard in the last couple of weeks, YouTube has actually started sharing ad revenue with shorts creators. This was a huge, huge, huge announcement from YouTube. And a lot of creators are going to be able to make a lot of money, which is amazing. Now, Twitter also wanted to jump on the bandwagon here. I typically don't really cover a lot of Twitter here because I don't know that there are a lot of you guys that are actively using Twitter. I try to but I definitely don't as much as I should if I wanted to be really, truly active there. Now, what we've heard from Elon Musk is that starting on February 3rd, so just a couple days ago, Twitter will start sharing ad revenue with creators for ads that appear in their reply threads. Now, here's the twist. To be eligible, your account must be a subscriber to the Twitter Blue Verified, and that goes back to that paid subscription plan for the blue check mark. Again, I don't, I honestly have not followed really closely what's going on with that with Twitter. I know that people were really, really pissed off at first. I don't know if they've changed it since then, but as far as I know, you still have to pay to be verified on Twitter. So you essentially have to pay to be eligible for this ad revenue sharing model on Twitter. So do you make enough money to offset the cost of your verification? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Now, this is something that I kind of accidentally stumbled upon. Instagram now allows you to add topics to content. So upon posting a reel this past Friday, Instagram added if I wanted to add a topic to my video. Obviously, whenever I see these things, I'm like, ooh, news that I can share with people. Very exciting. So I, of course, clicked it. When I clicked on this option, I was able to choose from a ton of different categories. And then within those categories, there were subcategories that I could actually click on. So I could choose up to three of those topics to, quote, help match your reel with viewers. So from what I'm gathering, I don't have a ton of information on this. This is, I guess, my guess or my assumption. When you are putting your content into these categories, I think it's going to help people based on what they're searching, based on what's coming up in their explore page, based what's coming up in those recommended posts on your feed. That's where I think they're going to use this topics kind of thing to categorize your content and then more accurately put it in front of people who will actually genuinely enjoy it. I've been using it on the last two reels that I posted. The one that I posted on Friday did a little bit better than it typically would have, but I also think it was a topic people were really interested in. I used it again about an hour ago and nothing crazy has happened yet, but I'm going to continue to use it and see how this works, see if it makes a big difference. Does anyone else have this feature yet? I noticed it when I went to post a reel. It wasn't something that popped up. Like it automatically just kind of came into that posting page. Does anyone else have this yet? If so, please tell me if you've used it and what has happened. I'd love to gather results from other people as well and see if anyone is having any success with this. If you're someone who's using short form video, and I know you guys all are, there's a lot that you need to know, a lot of things that we can 
do to really make our short form content pop off. And today we're going to be talking all about that in the rest of this episode with Riley Lemon. I also would love to tell you guys real quick that in our membership, we are always, always, always talking about ways to improve our content ways to improve our monetization as a creator. If you have any questions, you get one-on-one access to me within the social suite, our private membership community. And also on Thursdays, when we release our coached episodes of Social Scoop, everyone who's in a coached episode is actually a part of our social suite community. And they're getting a free coaching call that gets to go onto the podcast. So if you're interested in getting your free one-on-one call and access to me whenever you need it, come join us in the suite. Without further ado, let's dive into the rest of this episode. All right, guys. So I'm so excited to be talking about short form video today because obviously I think at this point we can't avoid it. So we have to just learn how to love it. So today we're here with someone who has mastered short form video. Riley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the invite. I'm glad that you invited me on. I'm, I'm thankful to be here. I'm excited to talk about short form content. Yes, let's go. I'm so excited about short form content. I actually was very resistant to it at first. Cause I, you know, like we didn't know if it was gonna last. Like we didn't know what was happening there. But now I, I'm in it. I'm like committed. I love it. Uh, people, and I, I'll say this too. People have been sleeping on short form content since Vine. Vine in 2013 yeah. was a thing. It was very evident that people loved that type of content. But it took 10 years for it to manifest, or I guess like five to eight. But still, right, right. Short form content yeah. is here to stay. I definitely miss Vine. And is that that's how like you got started, right? I'd love to hear yeah. a little bit more like about your journey. Yeah, so um, I can give you the short version or long version, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take you through it and you just tell me where yeah. you want me to go in detail. But okay. <laughs> um, like a lot of people in the short form content space, I gravitated, I got my start on Vine in 2013. Yeah. I think I was a, um, a sophomore or junior in high school. Um, found the platform and I was like, man, this is really interesting. You can create like the, the access to Vine was so easy. Um, and I don't know if uh, you were on YouTube back then, but YouTube is a... Yeah was a harder platform to, to start on. And Vine was much easier. It's six seconds, you can record something funny, whatever, and post it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find a lot of success on there, but it definitely piqued my interest in terms of creating content. I think I got to a whopping 100 followers, maybe, even <laughs> if that on Vine, but it showed me the opportunity. And it, I think it ignited a spark that's probably always been in me of creativity. I used to do like little skits with my brothers when I was like eight years old. Um, we would post this on YouTube. Those are 100% off. So if anybody tries to find it, you're never going to find it because I made sure I, I went to the dark web to delete those videos. Um, but then after Vine, I switched to Instagram. And I got extremely, extremely lucky because one of my friends, shout out to Andrew Shin from um, Brentwood, Tennessee, he, um, back in 2013 to 2015, Instagram had uh, meme pages, uh, which oh, were like yeah. Vine of the Day, um, just like different video accounts where basically they would just take content and post it, right? From other people, just any funny yeah. videos. He grew a page to like, I forget what it was, but I, I want to say like 4 million followers. And back wow. then on Instagram, Crazy. that was like, yeah, that was top 500 accounts worldwide or whatever. Um, so he taught me a lot about growing on the platform. So I decided to start a, um, of all things, and back then, um, it was a thing, a prank channel on Instagram okay. to where I would do um, random social experiments, just random skits and pranks. Uh, and I, um, long story short, I grew that following to around 80K, which wow. took me, it was a, uh, a, a 
a learning experience for me going through all of that because you start to see it's not as easy as it looks and the responses uh, from a lot of people uh, especially when it comes to like just people criticizing your content and when you're at a young age it's really hard to take that when you're just trying to express yourself Um, but I did that uh, and then uh, as any other high school senior is probably thinking about I had to think about college and my parents um, I had a decision to make and looking back at it I don't regret anything in my life, but I definitely shake my head to where in 2015, I would say it was a peak of like just the intro of going into social media. If you started right. then, you're most likely really big now if, you, if you're consistent with it. Um, I had to make the decision, do I do Instagram when I have only 80,000 followers? I'm making not much money, not to sustain a life, right. or do I go to college? Uh, and obviously, I, I had to choose college uh, to, Fair enough. yeah, to uh, uh, get my parents' approval. Uh, which later down the road, I think it did <laughs> uh, serve a purpose in my life. But I went to college for marketing and business analytics, uh, which really helped, I guess, towards my social media endeavor. Yeah. Um, and I went for three and a half, or I graduated in three and a half years. And I kind of um, throughout that process, I would post content, but I wouldn't really right. take it seriously. It was just college was. Just, I mean, if you went to college, it just takes all your focus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, depending, depending where you go. I did go to an SEC school, so there was a lot of partying uh, happening too. So a lot of distractions. <laughs> um, but after that, I ended up at a uh, YouTube agency when I graduated college um, at a YouTube agency for three years. Uh, and a, a, a big role for me there was just learning, I guess, about the space. I was heavy into YouTube or Instagram, sorry. And yeah. a little bit to YouTube, I started a channel, but I wasn't really that into it. But a big thing for me at this job when I worked there was just learning about YouTube and what creators are doing and what's happening on that platform. Because obviously, that's the biggest platform you could be on as a social media creator. And it'll continue that way for the next, yeah. who knows, it's, it's just going to be a big, it's always going to be a big platform. Um, but I, I learned a lot throughout that experience. And the focus was always long form content. And about a year into that job, I, I found TikTok. And my little brother, I, I remember very vividly, we were on a plane going to like Florida for like a hockey game. And he showed me TikTok. And I remember like seeing stuff on the news where it's like, ah, that's cringy. Like all yeah. the stuff on it. Like I, I re- vividly remember musically. And I remember like, I don't care. I, I was always looking for the next platform. I knew there would be something yeah. like Vine. Musically was not it. Like at least the version that I remember, it was like, uh, 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 I'm not getting on that. <laughs> but my brother showed me TikTok, and I like I downloaded it. And I started like scrolling through the content. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, this isn't like musically. This isn't like Vine. This is like in my eyes yeah. was revolutionary content of like. And what year was kidding? this? This was 2020. Um, or okay. I, uh, sorry, December 2019 is when I okay, uh, okay. made my account. And um, for all of the, if any of my people are watching. All the OGs, Lemon Brothers was my original oh, okay, um, TikTok okay. name because I wanted my brothers to be a part of my account, but they decided yeah. to go to a, another direction. Um, <laughs> but to cut a long story short, because I'm definitely doing the long route, uh, I got really lucky in March of 2020. So like the right when the pandemic's happening, right when everybody's yeah. at home on their phones, I had my first video on TikTok, which before this I had, I think, maybe 100 followers. Um, March mm-hmm. 2020, I think it was March 17th. Uh, 2020. I literally remember the day. Um, posted this video that I made with my brother, a little funny skit about when you have your um your phone connected to the TV and then you walk away. I feel like I 
saw this. Maybe because uh, I, I like I posted overnight, didn't do much, but then the days following was crazy to where at the end it I think reached. I know it's not crazy nowadays because people get crazy views, but I think it got almost twenty million views, and that That's changed still a lot every of views. Oh, yeah. it was crazy for me because. Uh, it was one of those videos to where some videos you get views and you don't necessarily get the following to back it. Right. That video projected me to 100K within a week or two. So I was like, are you kidding me? It took me two years to get that on, on I Instagram. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> and overnight, you're saying I'm getting uh, to 100K. Um, so I felt like a fraud for a second. But then I was like, do you know what? I looked at my past. I was like, I am destined for this. This is a sign yeah. for me to dive heavy into this space and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, and now it's 2023. I, I think I'm at around 1.3 million um, on TikTok. And I heavily encourage everybody. Um, and Mr. Beast talked about this with Lex Friedman on uh, a recent podcast that they did. Um, we've never seen a time in social media to where you can go viral on TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, Snapchat Spotlight, Facebook, every yeah. platform imaginable. You can reach a huge audience, not even just your audience. You can, you can gather everybody. Right. And it's been such a, a revolutionary time for people um, who don't have access to production teams. They don't have um, huge capital to spend on these huge productions. Like all it right. takes. And I, I tell everybody that I talk to just this, this got me to a million followers, just putting up my camera recording, doing something yep. funny. That's it. Uh, and it's been a life changing experience. And I encourage everybody get into the content space because it is lit. Uh, yes, so I love that. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, you definitely have had like so many experiences, but it's so true. Like it really did bring you to like, where you were really meant to be. I I love those moments where it, like it all kind of like comes to fruition. You're like, wow, I get why I did all of this work. <laughs> Yeah. In the past, like it makes sense, you know, to where I am today. So I love that that happened to you. And I'm sure you've learned so much about short form video and just like how to see the success and how to make a video that, you know, might get views and followers versus just views. So I would love to kind of dive into some of the, I guess, like logistics of of what you've learned about video that could be helpful for for other people. So I guess to start off, what would you say are some key elements of right now creating a successful piece of short form content? I'm going to give a answer that's maybe not typical because okay. I start before um, and just this is taking all my experience in the past and putting it um, into this. But I think a viral video is created or thought of before you even press record. And that's a, a big thing that I talk to creators about, to brands about, that um, 90% of my time is spent in content ideation, and then 10% is the actual execution. And I know okay. some people say, um, don't spend so much time on planning, but I really, really advocate for focus on the idea, focus on how you want to film it, and then record it. Um, and then, and it, I guess it depends your goals, but that's always been my strategy, and it's worked uh, very well, I guess. Uh, but in terms of um, I think I, I just posted on LinkedIn about this, but four things that I always think about, and I, I encourage everybody to think like this, if you want to strategically do content. Some people yeah. love just to post, and they're very charismatic and very natural. Uh, that's not me. I have to really think about my content <laughs> and what I'm trying to do. So I think about my intention behind the content. Um, it's four four things that I focus on. Okay. It's who's my audience that I'm trying to target with this video that I want to make. So when I'm coming up with these ideas, um, and, and we can talk about how we come up with ideas later, but 
yeah. when I think about it, like of uh, my mom, people love my mom. Okay, so the audience that I'm trying to reach is maybe um, mothers uh, 25 to, to 40 or something like that. So all yep. right, what do um, what do they want to watch? Uh, and then you kind of put your mindset in, in, in their shoes of like, what would right. they be interested in watching? And then uh, after I get that for I'm like, okay, who's my audience? What? So there's one and two. Three is why would they watch until the end? I think that's such an important metric yeah. for um, especially short form content. People to think about um, 50 second videos are cool, but if you can engage an audience from zero to 60 seconds and keep them engaged the whole way, you're doing something right. And TikTok will reward you for that. Um, a big thing, a big metric I, I think a lot of people should focus on is audience retention. Just getting from beginning to end, how you do that is is up to you. But I highly encourage people to think about the why. Why would, they, why is, would people want to watch it? Is there like a percentage for retention rate that you typically try and hit in a video? Uh, it, it varies depending on the video because I okay. post, I'm in the entertainment lifestyle slash space. So I can have either a 15 second video or a 60 second right. video. That 15 second video isn't too hard to get people 80%, 90% of the way through if you know what you're doing. A right. 60 second video, if I get 50 60%. That's an amazing video for me because okay. 60 seconds of getting 60% of a person's time, uh, whatever, I don't know what the, the math is on that, but if I can get somebody <laughs> to that far, then it's still right. a pretty decent video. Um, okay, but I would good. aim for an on average, I would say people probably post like anywhere between five to 20 second videos, a, a good uh, target for anybody to aim for, I would say is between 60 to 80. If you can get mm -hmm. a person that far, you have a, a chance of that That's video okay. being pushed out. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. And I, I, it depends what your goals is too. If if you are just on camera talking uh, and you're not, um, you know, uh, going through the necessary steps to really push out your video, like having the hook, having the getting the attention, and then having a call to action, then it, you may be less. But I always aim for around sixty, eighty percent, and that's good. Like if you get that yeah. anywhere between that, it's solid. Um, and that okay. brings me so those four points. If you hit on that, you're you're already before you're filming, you're already in the game. Right. And then I have, I talk about three things that you do in your video. So now you have okay. the, all the planning that you did. That was 90% of the work. Now just focus on the execution. Uh, and those three things is hook. Uh, every single video that I do is based around a hook. Like I think about, like I can think about an object, like um, my backpack. And then I think a, a, a hook for that object of um, sneaking a object into my mom's backpack uh, without her knowing. Like something that, is going to pique a human's interest. No matter who okay. you are, no matter what you do, if you have that hook at the beginning of the video and you can I, I put it in a way to where you, you carry the video for the first five seconds, you're in. Like if you got yeah. that, you're, you're, you're already in the viewer's mind. Now it's just captivating their attention of like, you have to deliver on the hook. So it goes okay. hook, uh, delivery, make sure whatever you said the hook was, the next 10 to 20 seconds, uh, depending on what the video is, make sure you deliver. Uh, and I guess it, it really depends on the, the content cell that you're in, but that's at least how I think about it. Yeah. And then action of like, after you, uh, uh, after you had the hook, after you delivered on the hook, is there a reason for a person to follow you? Is there a reason that a person wants to like this video? Do they want to engage with it? If not, they might just keep on scrolling, which is okay. But I encourage people to make a person, make a viewer want to like the video, make them want to share yeah. it. Um, uh, I, I, 
tend to put CTAs in my captions. I, I encourage engagement. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. Like, do you ever put it in your video? Like, you know, make sure to hit the, the plus button or yeah. you put that usually like in your captions. This is a, uh, I do. I put uh, all my CTAs in my captions. I don't put on my videos necessarily uh, because for me personally, I view it as a distraction, even though it's a really good call to action. Um, yeah. Just me personally, when I'm posting across all the different platforms, I don't like like the like That's follow true, here yeah. because not every platform is right there. Uh, right. for the follow button but i encourage everybody to do that and i don't know if um uh if you were on tiktok in 2020 but a huge thing that i did back then that was like uh terrible and this was before the um longer than 60 second videos on tiktok right. but uh people loved like at least creators would do a lot of part twos to encourage people to yes. see the part one that's a very captivating video and then after the part two follow and then wait for the next video. I probably yeah. got 200 to 300K followers from doing that, which I'm not proud of, but <laughs> it was that that's a version of a, of a call to action. Like, hey, if you're interested in the story, which a lot of times I would base stories on my mom, people love my mom uh, for some reason. She's a lovely lady, I get it. <laughs> uh, but they would follow me for the, my next video, which I post once a day. And then they, if they liked it, um, they would probably stick around for the following videos after, right. which was a really good strategy uh, for me in the beginning. I don't know if that works now, but I'm assuming it, it does because people still do the parts two stuff. I would say even it probably does. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's another long version. Uh, but shorten it down. Uh, the four things you need to ask: who, what, why, how, who's my audience, um, what does this audience want to watch, why would yeah. they want to watch until the end. How is this video different? And then the three things to focus on your content is the hook, the delivery, and then the action um, that you're you're calling Perfect. your audience to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's super helpful. I know you said it was long, but like you gave the yeah. detail that we needed. So that yeah. was like, that was perfect. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I'm also curious to hear with, I guess, TikTok specifically, I know that SEO is obviously like a huge part of TikTok now. How are you utilizing SEO or I guess are you? Oh yeah. I um I'm a big, big believer and I I have one really strong opinion on this. Uh people, I don't know if it's like the Gen Z generation, sorry to call them out if this is, but they're very <laughs> on uh they do the whole like I don't want to look like I'm trying too hard kind of yes. thing. If you see people post videos without captions or hashtags, it's like I, I get if you're like I a can't mega. Do that. Yeah, I can't either. Like if you're a mega influencer, <laughs> I totally get it. You you don't even have to try, and you get views, and you get people to to like you. Yeah. But for people like like us, you you have to try. Like uh, putting um, and for me, SEO especially on TikTok is amazing because I don't know how long it is now, but it used to be you know X amount of characters, less than probably like a couple lines, but now it's like yeah. infinite. I, forget. I think yeah, I think it's like is it two hundred and fifty or something? It's pretty yeah. long. Like you can pretty, put a lot of stuff in a caption. Now. Very long. Like it's almost like too long. But I love it because I use um how I kind of my strategy behind just SEO in general. Yeah. On TikTok, obviously the only the first two lines of your text are what people see. So I make right. sure whatever in that is very um strategize in terms of like the keywords that are in that of like if it's with my mom um i can't even give example uh but just make <laughs> sure those first two lines are really good and yeah. then i typically do and i know some people like uh not to try too hard but i put like anywhere between five to 15 hashtags and those hashtags a very important point here consists of directing people towards my brand of um for me I think I've gotten, um, and I've switched my account name. I used to be Lemon Brothers. Now right. I'm Riley doing things. 
but I got my hashtag, I guess, viewership um, up to like, probably around 500 million of all encompassing. Wow. And that means, at least for me, this is how I think about it. If somebody types in Riley or Riley Lemon, I will be one of the people that pops up in that search, right? which is so important. And, and people don't think about that. Of like, I, I get it. It looks cool that you don't have any hashtags and you have so many views. But what if, what if that video that got so many views was under hashtag and if people look something exactly. up on TikTok, which now TikTok is kind of like the, the baby Google. Now yeah. everybody's going there to, to search. People will find you. And that's been okay. a revolutionary uh, thing that I've done recently. I, I think I started that in like 2021. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I am on the same page. Like I like a planned piece of content. I like my caption to be like, you know, fully encompassing what I need to say. Like, I think maybe it's like the millennial kind of thing. Like yeah. we, we're a little bit more like we want to like have everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- we want to like get all our ducks in a row. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> get that. Um, I'm the same way. And, and I've realized that SEO really, especially in the last year has been such an important part of getting more people to your content. And I guess for anyone who's listening that doesn't really understand SEO, SEO is like, what would you type into Google to find this piece of content? And one thing that I like with TikTok too, and I'm not sure if you ever utilize this and and how you utilize it, but if I type in, if I'm creating a video about how to set your rates as a content creator, I can go type that in on TikTok and then it will show me those suggested keywords Mm -hmm. that are similar. Like these are things other people are searching for. So those are all things that I can create more videos about and put those exact search terms in my caption or in my video. Um, So SEO, I feel like has become so, so, so powerful in the last year. So it's, it's important that people know what it is, but that they also realize there's a lot of ways to utilize it and they should try to utilize it as much as possible. I totally agree. And I, I too do the same thing. Any hashtag yeah. that's similar to what I can put, I just want to own uh, how I look at it. I want to own the hashtag. If somebody yeah. types in a certain hashtag, I want the first 10 videos to be me. That way people are like, okay, this guy keeps on popping up. I have to go check out what he does. Yeah, like, it's like under whatever. Also, yep. I'm not too... Um, I'm a, a part of what I'm doing this year. I'm uh, getting more onto the business side of things, but right. TikTok ads, um, I am very confident. I know we're in a very weird time with the economy or whatever, but yeah. I'm a strong believer that TikTok ads will be a um, replacement or at least a equivalent to Facebook ads in terms of advertising. Right. Uh, a friend of mine, um, Jamie Lee, um, he runs a, uh, he runs a brand. I, I, I can't forget the name of it, but hopefully I remember by the end, but he talked about, <laughs> That um, if you own a certain hashtag, you can then go to TikTok ads and reserve people who watched your hashtag in ads, which is if you've ever um, done Google advertising or a lot of my um, YouTube agency experience was doing Google ads and specifically okay. making the display and search ads on YouTube. So if you ever got an ad, yeah. I was a lot of my job was focused on how do I target you and how do I make you want to come to our site or whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is. Re- getting that audience who watched one of your videos, reserving your content to them again. So it's like, it's kind of like an exposure of like, yeah. one time it's like, okay, I saw this guy, but don't really care. If I see him another five times, okay, I have to Fine, go check I'll him look. out. <laughs> and you can do that with hashtags, which is absolutely amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's interesting too, because you hear so much talk in the last couple of years, especially on Instagram about how people are like, 
oh, hashtags don't matter anymore. Do I still need to use hashtags? I also am a firm believer in hashtags. I feel like weird if I don't use them on my post because I'm like, you never know what's going to happen with them. Is it ever going to hurt you? No. So like, why not just put them in there? I don't understand it. (laughs) That's that's my same thinking. If like, it's not going to hurt. And if it's only going to benefit you, even if it's only 5%, that's a 5% more chance of it getting pushed. And now you being able to access that information later. So I totally, I totally agree. I mean, all it takes is the video getting into the hands of, of one person who might share it to 50 of their friends who might share it to 50 of their friends. Like you just never know. It, it takes one person to make a really big difference in your content. So I, I hashtags agree. might reach that person. <laughs> I want to say this too, a big thing that I say to a lot of um, smaller creators and I guess just anybody under a thousand followers, I guess is just yeah. in their, in their beginning journey. Um, all it takes is one video. Like for me, and I know yeah. it, it, I mean, maybe I'm a rare case. I've seen it happen time and time again with a lot of people who are on the come up. But all, yeah. I've seen a lot of my friends have one video um, pop off. And all of a sudden they jump up from this many followers to this many followers. And now they start getting an audience. They start building a community. Right. And uh, you can, I mean, obviously, I go back to the hashtag conversation. You can implement that strategy into all your videos. Just because all your videos get 200 views, what if that hundred and first video got a hundred thousand views and you put all the hashtags that were necessary and that could have that could change the game for you going in the future so i just want to make sure all the creators that are listening doesn't matter how many views you get doesn't how many followers you get all it takes is one video the platform that tiktok youtube shorts instagram reels the access that you have to creating and potentially going viral or just getting a community to you has never been easier like it's 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 insane yeah now is the time yeah now is the time yeah it's It's a great conversation to also shift into as well with the idea that so many creators are waiting for their piece of content to be perfect before they share it. And I, I, it's totally different from planning it because you can plan a piece of content and like, maybe it doesn't come out exactly how you want it, but like, are you just going to trash the whole idea? Like you created the video, put it out there. And so, so many creators, I think wait for that perfect video before they, they share something and then they end up sharing you know, one video a week or something. And if you just put out all of those small ones that maybe you didn't think would amount to anything, you never know. That could be like the one video, again, that propels you to somewhere you never thought you would end up. So it it really is like a, it's a difficult thing for creators because I think so many of us are perfectionists, but sometimes you just got to get it out there. (laughs) I some of my biggest videos have been ones in my drafts that I'm like, ah, oh, it's a little bit cringy. I, right. I just don't want to show that much of myself. I want to show 80%, <laughs> but not the full 150%. But those videos, I posted a video like two months ago that went crazy. It's like, oh my God, that was in my drafts for like three months. And I just crazy. didn't want to post it. I, another tip, uh, all you creators out there, stop, we are perfectionists because I think we're creatives and we want to express ourselves yeah. online. Uh, don't overthink. I think like so yeah. many people... I, I, and I get like, that's just our society nowadays. We're exposed to so many people at once and it is scary to put yourself out there, but don't overthink what uh, you're doing. You can plan and post, but don't let your mind stop you from putting what you want out there, put everything out there, see what sticks. Uh, I, I think a lot of growing on TikTok is just testing. Like it, yes. it takes a hundred. I, I honestly, if you blow up or get a following before hundred videos, that's a success in my eyes because it took you oh, yeah. only that many videos to get to where you are. Um, I would just test, test, test and don't overthink it. Post everything. Yeah. That, that's my 
my life motto. Do everything. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I think one thing that could be a little bit discouraging for creators too is seeing a, a situation like, I mean, even yours where, you know, you start off with a hundred followers. Okay. And then one video happens and now you're like over here and it seems like it happens so fast. And I think for a lot of people it does, but when it, when you have to post for six months, for a year, for two years before you see growth like that, it's so easy during that period of time to give up and be like, oh, well, I must not be good enough if I'm not, you know, having a, a viral moment like that. And like, I'm not blowing up. And so I think there are a lot of times throughout a creator's journey where they're like, why am I even bothering with this? Because it's so easy to compare yourself to like the quick growth that other people have. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, and I'm sure like even with you having a moment like that, like I'm sure right now you're still looking at people that have 10, 20, 100 million I, and saying, why is that not happening to me? Yeah, I'm, gui I'm guilty of comparison as humans. I think that's one of our biggest flaws. Yeah. We love to compare. Um, I've, I've seen a person uh, uh, close to me go from uh, I think they were at 500K views, getting on average probably 20,000 views to 2 million within two weeks. And now all of a Crazy. sudden, all of their videos are getting 2 million views in uh, you do reflect back at yourself. It's like, damn, I've been in this this space for 10 years and I've worked yeah. like over the past five years to grow mm -hmm. a, or four years to grow a TikTok following. I'm only at this point. But what I encourage, even, even at that point, if you have been posting a thousand videos and you are still not getting anywhere with the content, one, uh, keep going because that a thousand and first has the potential of going viral. You <laughs> always have a chance. There's always a chance. And then secondly, I I really encourage people a lot of people expect to go viral just by holding up a camera and like talking. I, I love that. And if you are an Ember Chamberlain, Liza Koshy type personality, that probably can happen. But right. if you are doing a thousand videos of just you recording your face and it's not working, I would encourage that person on your thousand and first video, try something different, test something right. different. Like it, it's all about experimentation. It, it, a thousand videos, that's a lot of data. If you just Mix one little thing. I think Mr. Beast also said this, and I'll reiterate what he said. Change one thing in every single video for your first 100,000 videos. Right. You're going to, not 100,000, 102,000. <laughs> That'd be a lot. <laughs> it's but, just 100,000. Yeah, yeah no, that's, not, that's nothing. That's only like a video every 30 seconds. Um, uh, uh, just change one thing. And I guarantee you, if you look at the data, and I'm, I'm a big data junkie, you look at yeah. the data, you will notice a, a switch and the audience that you're getting, the amount of views that you're getting, whatever your goals with content, you will see a switch and you can just kind of pick yeah. and choose um, what's working, what's not. Yeah, I mean, and that's a great point too. There is so much trial and error that goes into figuring out what your thing is. You know, like I, I think about my, my best friend, uh, her name's Sonia. She probably had like maybe like 20, 30,000 on Instagram most of last year. And then she started doing this different style of content where she would take photos from Pinterest. She's like a, she's a model. Mm -hmm. And so she would take photos from Pinterest and she would recreate all of the poses and show you how That's to do smart. it. I love that. And this series for her blew up every single one on Instagram. Every single one of her videos is getting a million views. That's she's at insane. over 500,000 followers on TikTok. This all happened in like a maybe four month period, three mm -hmm. month period, very short amount of time. But she never created those videos before. So once she started experimenting a little, she got this idea and said, okay, whatever, I'll try it. And look at where it got her, you know, but it's all a trial and error process. And I think that's where so many creators get stuck. It's like mm -hmm. they either don't want to put the work into 
thinking of something different to try or they insist that the way that they're doing it is the way it's going to be and they don't want to change it. That's so you the have to be right there. Yeah, you have to be open to change and if it's not working, don't keep doing it. There's yeah. so many other things that you can try. You just have to be open to trying it. I agree. And I'm that get, that gives me literally chills. I have chills. I don't know if you can see <laughs> because that if that like especially to creators instead of comparing. So I I've, I've switched my mindset of hearing a story like that is so encouraging of like if you go from this point where you're a little bit lower to like having just one idea she had one idea of yep. go to pinterest do this thing boom she's all the way up here that's so inspiring because like just like yeah. and I'll, I'll reiterate this a whole bunch of times all it takes is one one idea one video one moment in your life to change the trajectory 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 <laughs> of your life um which also i will say this too i think this is a good time to mention it I'm a big believer, and I know a, a decent amount of people have been talking about this, but I'm a big believer in this. Uh, people love, and um, I don't know what your opinion on this, and I, I every, this is a very, people have their different opinions okay. on this topic, but people love to niche themselves down. Uh, mm -hmm. They love to, like, I am the, like, I, I don't know why, but I have a rock'em sock'em box, those little robots. <laughs> I'm a rock'em sock'em uh, fanatic. That's all I post about. And it's right. like, you will get, I love that. You'll get it's such a dedicated audience, but the audience that you could get, and, and this is, I think, uh, going to be a big switch in 2023, if you made yourself the content of like, mm -hmm. uh, not only do I do rock and sock'em, I'm an entertaining personality and I'm showing you who I am. Because now right. not only will you get rock and sock'em fanatics, you will get people who are a fan of you. And exactly. The yeah. biggest, like I think, uh, for me, a, a huge realization that I had a little bit uh, later than I would have liked to followers don't matter I don't care like uh, who you are followers don't matter I what does matter is the community within your right. followers which those are the people I look at it's like okay I the, the the same five people ten people who comment on my videos I'm looking at you you're the people I'm, I'm trying to get because you're you're subscribed to right. me rather than just like I created a viral video I got lucky yeah you're, you're gonna watch and then you're gonna bounce off um yeah in 2023 I see that being a shift going from sensational huge ideas type of content to this community base like i'm following a person just because i like them as a person and right and what they do thereafter so that's at least my personal goal what i'm trying to do with my content right going forward yeah i think that i mean i i agree with that i have the niche conversation with all of the creators that i work with and it's so difficult because there really is like polar opposites. Like you don't have to have one. You do have to have yeah, one. Yeah. And I understand the argument from both sides. I feel like I kind of fall somewhere in the middle where I don't think you need to label yourself as like, I am a beauty creator. Yeah. I am a fashion, whatever. Like you don't have to have one word that defines you. But I do think that you have to have some sort of like a mission statement or a purpose. You know, yours might be you know, I am a creator who entertains people so that they can have a better day, whatever, like, that's your mission. And as long as everything you do is in line with that mission, great, like, yeah. you, maybe it's not one word that could put you in a box, but it gives you something to kind a of purpose. like fall back on. Yeah, yeah. purpose, yeah. exactly. You, who you are, what you do. I'm literally right. looking at, on my wall, sorry to cut you off, but just on that <laughs> point, purpose and mission. Um, I'm yeah. a big believer and I, I'm a huge believer in post-it notes. I love post-it notes and ideas oh, yeah. on post-it notes. Uh, but I literally have on my wall, on my purpose, what I say to myself every day is to be myself. And a lot of that is um, being entertaining and funny because yeah. that's who I am. I love just being whatever, making people laugh. And my right. mission is to allow others to be themselves. And hopefully 
when people see my content and see that I'm being goofy or I'm being silly, hopefully right. I, I just want one person to see it and be like, do you know what? I'm going to try it. I just want to show myself and hopefully they have the courage to do it because it takes it takes yeah. a lot uh, from a person to be like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. I don't care what happens. I just want to be my authentic self, uh, which right. I think is going to be a, a big differentiator of creators of just being yourself. Stop yeah. faking it. Stop trying to be somebody else. Just be yourself and post what you want and you'll eventually yeah. find success. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. It's something that I've actually like personally been trying to figure out for myself and my own content. I look back at my content from 2020 and from 2021, even into last year a bit. And it's so interesting looking back at yourself when you created all of that, especially for me, like that's when I was just getting onto TikTok in 2020. And I would, I thought I had to be a certain way. You know, I wanted to present myself a certain way, especially as a coach, you know, I wanted people to feel comfortable spending money with me and look at me as a professional but I lost myself so much in the process. Like, I, I feel like I'm the same. Like, I I swear a lot. And like, I, I never have a serious like conversation ever. So same. it's, you know, like, it's interesting to look back at my content and be like, wow, I literally was like, not even in my body. You're, you like, know? you're like, like a statue. And you're just like, I'm trying to yes. perform for people and like me. Exactly. But after it gets old, after I would say a year, it's like, ah, I'm sick yeah. of being fake. And it just, right. Yeah. And I'm you the same sometimes. Way. <laughs> You get like too deep into it sometimes. And I think it's hard to like pull yourself out of it. But going back and looking at that content, I was just like, okay, I need to actively try not to do that. You know, like yes. when I'm creating content now, if I stumble over my words, I'm not re-recording it, Same. you know, or like if I uh, like swear, I'm like, all right, well, like I'm human. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's just me. Like if, if someone does hire me as a coach, I'm probably going to swear, you know, like, yeah. so <laughs> it's true. Like it's, it's very difficult to put yourself out there authentically as you are to all your friends and your family. And it really is like something to be like, you know, applauded because it's not easy to do. No, it's not because you're like, I, I'm a big believer in that as well of once you put yourself out there like that, if you don't have a certain mindset, you are putting your most authentic version out there. And if you, yeah. if people don't like that, it is kind of hurtful. It's like, man, that's me. That's who I am. And people aren't liking that. But Right. Uh, a big like method that I like to live by, which I, I don't know who coined this, but I'm also like really into um, philosophy and just uh, other people who have found success yeah. in life. But uh, somebody has said this and, and hopefully somebody watching this knows who it is, but <laughs> that 80% of the people who um, meet you, who interact with you, they're going to like you no matter what. It's just like they like you as a person, you're a good person and they, and they like that. The other 20% just inevitably maybe aren't going to like you. There's something about you. It's just like, either what you do, whatever. Yeah. That that mindset switch for me has been like amazing because I used to take it personally. When I would get a comment, I get DMs a lot and I would get, get like uh, stupid DMs. Like, oh, you're, that yeah. video wasn't funny. I'm like, oh man, I thought it was funny. Like, ouch. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not going to post anymore. But once I switched my mindset of like, oh, you're a 20 percenter. You're just a yeah. part of that group who are just, you're just going to diss on me and that's okay. But as long as that 80%, I can be my most authentic self, I'm happy. Yeah. Like I, I'm totally happy with that. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to same as like outside of content creation, you can't please everyone. Yeah. You know, like it's, you're, you're not going to make everyone happy doing what you want to do. I mean, there are plenty of people that look at what I do and are just like, oh, you're an influencer. Like, yeah. okay, please, like get a real job. I feel like I hear that yeah. Hey, hey, it is a real job nowadays because I don't know what the stats are on it, but it used to like it went from kids wanting to be 
uh, YouTubers back in, I think this, yes. that was like in 2015. Now it's like, you just want to be an influencer. I don't, I don't yep. just want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a TikTok or Instagram or whatever it means. Influence is a highly sought after career now. <laughs> just saying. That's at least what I tell myself. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, like we're we're out here living our, doing, our we're, lives. We're, we're paying the bills. Yeah, what I record you myself like... for, yeah. <laughs> I literally so, record myself for a living, but I love it. I, I love also it. want to touch on your business, speaking of monetizing. So you started your own company as well. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So in um twenty 22, April or March of 2022. Um, at this point, I worked for three years at my YouTube ag- or at the YouTube agency. And um, I had like, I don't know what it was, but over night, I had a dream, I guess you could call it an epiphany. I don't I, people get yeah. scared when you talk about spiritual stuff, but I had an epiphany. <laughs> and I was like, we're doing like this agency, a lot of agencies are focusing on long form content. And at this point, I've been doing TikTok for three years. Uh, do they not see the 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 opportunity with short form content and the like the creators Charlie D'Amelio, Addison right. Ray, like uh, in the very beginning they were blowing up and working with brands like Dunkin' Donuts like it's crazy the amount of, of success they have found. Um, yeah. So I had an epiphany of like oh wow I've been doing short form content um, since 2015 basically even before that but I'll put it there taking it seriously. Um, why don't I why don't I pitch them on doing short form content? Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, it was it was uh, uh, they wanted to focus on YouTube because that's where uh, the money is. Monetization right. at that point on TikTok, uh, Instagram, all those points wasn't where it is now. It's at each day that goes by, it's progressing, and it, we're getting to oh, a yeah. point. February first, when you start seeing ad rev share with YouTube, that I, I know people have a really high expectation for, it, but it's not just the, the the monetization aspect. It's going to just jump. It's going to keep on jumping. Right. TikTok's going to want it out to you. And it's just going to be amazing for the creators. Yeah, they'll be competing with each other. Exactly. It, yeah, exactly. And it's we great. love that. It's great. Yeah, we, we love competition, <laughs> at least for the, the brands or the platforms. For not us, for everyone yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, not us, not us. I don't want to compete. Um, but I decided, I was like, you know what? I uh, The nine to five was never for me. I always never found purpose there. It was hard for yeah. me to uh, subscribe to a culture where I, I just always knew when I, I think when I was like 18, I just knew I was supposed to, to do something by myself. And a lot of like, uh, like, I don't want to call myself an entrepreneur because I'm just beginning of my journey. But a lot of people who have that urge, I really encourage you take a step out of your comfort zone, whether that means like leaving your nine to five without having a backup right. plan or any money. It's a little bit extreme. That's what I did. But I, like, in, like I encourage you to go to, to clubs or uh, go meet with uh, people or a mentor. Yep. Find somebody um, to to take that step because it has changed my life. But um, I decided to leave my nine to five. I created um, my business called Bite Size, where the purpose of it is to work with uh, brands on their short form content strategy, their content, their execution, and then everything else in between. Basically, any brands that aren't on TikTok, they're not familiar with it. I, I take what I've done or take what I've learned, hold their hand, kind of teach them through it. And then walk them to the end of actually like having a TikTok posted and then showing them what to do thereafter. Yeah. Um, which um, I'm excited about this year because what I learned uh, from that experience, because uh, from April to December was when I was uh, very intently doing that. Yeah. Um, for a lot of brands that are on TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts, I, I applaud you and uh, congratulations because you are way ahead of the game. What I saw True. is a lot of brands. Um, at least that I was targeting, were a little bit behind on their methods of marketing. Uh, they're stuck on TV advertising and all the traditional ways of marketing. 
yeah. and convincing them of uh, marketing on short form content platforms. It was like a, like a, a total foreign concept. So yeah. I, I still work with brands, uh, but I did a really, really deep dive into myself from October until now. And my passion since 2015, it's evident, um, has been content and has been working with creators. So yeah. I've, I'm, I'm pivoting um, bite size. I work with brands, but another part of it is going to be working with content creators, specifically um, UGC creators and nice. uh, dabbling into influencers and um, bringing my knowledge into the mix of getting those brands, having them come to us for the content, and then having a pool of these UGC creators that we can kind of um, deploy content for them. Love that. And do it in a way where like, it actually makes sense because a lot of the brands are like, um, there's just a certain mind shift that needs to happen in terms of marketing a product. You can't just say, buy this now, it's cool. <laughs> you got to be very strategic about it within 60 seconds of a video. And the, the people who know how to create content and go viral the best are content creators. And those are the people yep. who need to be elevated on a platform and be given the resources to make it happen for brands. So I am uh, shifting into that. And I'm really excited to see where that goes That's this awesome. year. Yay! Big thing for 2023. Uh, we love it. It's a huge year. I'm telling you. <laughs> it just feels different. The, it the, does. Something in the air. I'm telling you. I, I'll say this. My friends make fun of me um, because I started a. Um, also say this. I started a. I, I I found and I don't know your experience, but with content creation since 2015, and that's when being an influencer was not cool or being a content creator wasn't True. cool is very lonely and took a huge tax on me personally mm -hmm. with my mental health and finding friends who didn't find my content crunchy and would make fun of me for it. I had a, I had a lot oh, of yeah. difficulty making friends, but um, in uh, the end of 2022, I decided, I was like, do you know what? I'm sick of this. I have like, I, I go on Google and try to find creators near me and I can't find anybody. Like I, there's nobody that I can yeah. find besides like the one-off people who aren't going to respond to me, like the people with millions of followers. Right. Um, so I decided to go on a journey um, of creating um, with, oh, with some of my other friends. Sorry. Uh, I decided to go on a journey with creating uh, with some of my other friends. Shout out to Jeremy, Ryan, Chase, and Clayton to start the National Creator Collective. Um, oh. To where basically we get um, all the influencers we can or content creators. You don't even have to be an influencer. Just a content creator in Nashville. Right. Um, and we do monthly meetings of like, hey, let's just take a time to get together. Let's just talk. That's there is awesome. no, there is no um, uh, expectations of what's going to happen. We just want to talk about how you're doing. Uh, maybe uh, you can share ideas. Maybe you can even collaborate on videos. Um, all of that. We had our first one in December, and it was really successful. I really enjoyed it, and it inspired me going into this year that I, I really want to be a, I guess, a pioneer in starting yeah. these influencer groups. We're not like just like we said earlier. We don't have to view each other as competition. We're, we're, we're we're together. We're allies. Yeah. To, like, uh, and a lot of people in the space, have, and I at least I've noticed, view everybody as competition. We're not. We need to be friends. And so I want to hopefully be an advocate for let's get everybody together. Let's work together right. instead of competing. And hopefully that'll come into flourishing over 2023. And hopefully other states do that as well. Because if I had that back in 2015, that would have saved my mental health. 
(laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah, no, it's so true. Well, I love that you're doing that. If you ever need to have a Charlotte meeting, let me know. (laughs) I I I love that. Hopefully, um, VidCon is, uh, where is it? They just announced that there's going to be an East Coast uh, in Maryland. Oh, really? VidCon is like the influencer event that everybody goes to in LA. Oh, yeah. This is the first year. Yeah, this is the first year that they're hosting it in Maryland, the East Coast. So hopefully, um, oh, yeah, I, I, I want that. the East Coast to have some representation in the influencer space because right now, we need it. Mr. Beast in wherever in North Carolina somewhere. I know yeah, that. Yeah, he's in North Carolina. He, he is he is pioneering everything for the East Coast. But I hope that everybody, all the East Coast, can band together and we can start uh, advocating for each other. We 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 stamp our our mark on the content creation space because right now, LA. All of them have their have their mark, but let's get the East Coast up. Come yeah, on. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for everything today. This was so helpful. I feel like we got a lot of really great tidbits of information, but we also got a lot of inspiration. I feel like people are going to leave this episode feeling really good and, and ready to post their thousand and one video. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I think, uh, thank you for the invite. Don't overthink it. Post content. 2023 is going to be a big year for everybody. Just post. Don't think. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Let's (laughs) go.